Welcome, welcome to Natural Nonsense. Andre here with Kyler, aka Kai Dollar Sign, aka aka all that, all that. Um, and we're here again, episode 10. We here. Uh, ten got whole to... episodes. Yeah, how does it feel after 10 episodes? I mean, we I guess this is the 10th episode. Yeah, so I mean by the end of this will be after the 10th episode, but it's dope. I mean, I feel like a lot of people start podcasts and consistency is key. Um, there's a lot of podcasts. I was actually trying to look up the statistic of it before, but a lot of podcasts don't even make it to episode six, let alone episode 10. So I'm just happy that it's a sign of consistency, something we've been consistently doing and hopefully consistently will be doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, to 10, 10 episodes, it is like 10 more ain't even... That's, that's the floor and then, then it's, it's 20 work. then it's then it's 20 then it's 40 then it's 80 then 160 and then now we now we often cook so i appreciate everybody for listening so far for sure so y'all y'all get in the ground floor of what we've been doing so appreciate y'all everybody from the beginning but yeah you want to talk about the uh the intro stuff yeah, of course. So um, just once again, thanking the folks who have been listening from the jump. Uh, those of y'all who have been enjoying the podcast, just a friendly reminder to please leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it helps with the algorithm. You know, we have war with the algorithms nowadays. And the more five star ratings we get, the higher uh, natural nonsense gets in the search listings. And we can access more people, which is very impactful. And then for those of y'all who prefer watching podcasts or video, Make sure you head on over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button at Nat Nonsense Pod, and you can watch us shoot the shit talking about natural nonsense. Um, we got a, over 160 views on one of our videos, which wow. for some people that might be like, oh, like it's only 100. Nah, like 160 people watch that video. I was like, oh, shit. What's the song? I'd be on the song. Because I always say this too, like if right now 160 people was in your apartment, what would that feel like? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how that's that it would, but but it would be overwhelming the amount of people it would be to, to actually watch. Like, so I always always put that in perspective because it ain't always about all that. But man, 160 people is a lot of people, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, why y'all ain't watch the other videos though? <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But yeah, just any help that we can get. Uh, whether it's a rating, sharing something on your story, just telling your homie, like, hey, like, you should check out Natural Nonsense. Like, even if they don't check it out, you telling them to check it out, that means a lot. And I just shared a statistic with Andre before he got started. I might as well bring it up on the podcast. But in 2022, uh, the breakdown of by ethnicity of people who listen to podcasts, 57% white, 13% African-American, 16% Latinx, 4% Asian Pacific Islander, 10% other. Only 13% of Black people, according to whatever research they've done, of course, um, but they're listening to podcasts. And I don't know, I want I want everybody that's listening. I mean, I want all people to listen to our podcast, but I definitely we're two Black men. But I will say this, though. 100% of Black people comment on podcast content. I will a say thousand that. percent. <laughs> oh yeah, they they might not listen to it, but they gone. They gonna get their two cents. Oh, they gonna watch that thirty second clip now. <laughs> but that's why we on all these different platforms. Yeah, and I think we can just go ahead and get episode ten going. 
Yeah. Uh, this is a question that I just looked up trying to find something a little more out there for a starter question. So today what we got going, would you rather know everything about space or the ocean? You know, I was looking at this and then I was just thinking of how infinite space was. And I feel like if I knew everything about space, I would detach and be more like Neil deGrasse Tyson or whatever. I ain't got no, I mean, I know they, it's probably some, some, some stuff that I don't know. I don't know all his background and personal life. However, there's a certain like detachment I feel he has with just existence that I don't think, and he's like, not even like, he don't even know everything about space, but just even if he's at, I don't know, 2% of the knowledge of space, which is probably 80 times more than I'm at, I'm probably at 0.000000000006. And he's at like maybe like 2%. And so um, I just wouldn't want to be disconnected in that way. And so I think I would want to know more about the ocean. I feel like that's more of what I can tangibly have access to and know about and have an impact on the on on the ground you know what i'm saying i guess in the ocean but i mean like i would like to know if there are you know uh, pacific rim robots down there wow i want to know that i that's like when they brought that up in the movie i was like highly plausible (laughs) why wouldn't they be there how will we know like you know what i'm saying and then and then the same thing with like godzilla and stuff how would i know Godzilla easily could be in the ocean. Who would I be to not know that? <laughs> but that's what I would pick. What about you? Yeah, I, I have to agree with you here. Uh, though, like, I think I'm more interested in knowing everything about space, but I would rather know everything about the ocean because, like you said, space is just such this vast, like, the limit does not exist concept to the point where that's way too much knowledge that I feel like I, I don't need that much access to that much knowledge. Like, I don't, I don't want to know. Even like recently in the last couple of years, uh, they've been putting like, Oh, these UFO pictures, like, you know what? Y'all can start keeping some of those. <laughs> Cause I need, I need to see a plan. We talked about this in like episode one or two, but yep. I need to know what the plan is. We keep talking about like, Oh, like, is that a UFO? Like, all right, let's say that it is what we going to do. Because Optimus Prime ain't coming out here. Like, we ain't got no kaiju. Hey, look, no... and Superman not coming out here? Who else an alien? Uh, Martian Manhunter not coming to help? We ain't got no Green Lanterns. No Green Lanterns. Like, that is a made-up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that space can have all of that because it's just it's just way too much you know like i i just i don't even want to send my brain down that rabbit hole the ocean is very interesting and it's not of course it's not as vast as space but when you really stop to think just about how damn big the ocean is that's also overwhelming within itself because you go to the beach and just look at the horizon right here in san diego it's like wow there's so much ocean and you're only seeing like a percent of it <laughs> maybe a percent maybe a percentage just all the life that's down there like all the life that you can find in a cup of ocean water hidden treasures you just <laughs> there's history within the ocean like mermaid man and barnacle boy somewhere down there spongebob down there they, yeah uh, little ariel you know what i'm saying she getting her uh <laughs> she probably getting her logs redone or something down there to the dismay of all the white mermaids 
the ass man just said I'm not really on the subject. <laughs> like I feel like white people really gotta understand how annoying racism can really get and how thick it really can get. Because the idea that we are racializing checks notes, a talking mermaid that again, movie was made fifty thousand years ago. So of course they wasn't putting a black person in that role. I frankly just feel like they would be black. It just, I mean, I don't think having white skin and being near the surface of the sun that close is really beneficial for your survival. So uh, there will be some tinge of melanin or something. Like, I mean, are there, there's not that many albino fish. You feel me? I'm just, I mean, if we're just going to put, if we're going to really go there. So for them to have so much vitriol, uh, there's the uh, bro getting kicked out of his law school program because he wanted to be in blackface. Fam, you threw away your whole life. To be racist. To be racist. <laughs> it's just, wild to me. It's It's wild as hell, and it's just even yes and to everything you just said it is a remake of an animated disney movie from 1989 who cares who cares if the mermaid is black and i i reason to say that 75 percent of these people are not even gonna watch the movie regardless whether it was white mermaid black mermaid whatever <laughs> Exactly. And and it's like, you know, I just don't I want to know what happens to if you bother by something, you you move on with your day. What happened to that? What happened in to mind your own business? What happened to keeping your eyes on your own paper? Well, if it's so bothersome, why are we speaking on again, checks notes, a mermaid in a live action movie? Meanwhile, we got Thousands of people passing away from COVID every week. Got, you know, droughts all across the world, all across the, the nation. Don't know how they're going to heat up the European Union this winter. All of these things that just I feel like ugh, might need a little more energy. Yeah, man. But luckily... Me. Luckily, there is some good news in the world, though. There so is some good news. I do want to transition to Andre Thompson with our evening report on <laughs> what's <laughs> happening in nature. Uh, nah, but uh, some good news, though. Um, so there's uh, some salmon that returned to the Bay Area this year. So um, if you don't know, salmon are one of the rare fish that travel upstream in order to migrate and um it's a part of their mating habits it all goes into there so what traveling upstream requires is a lot of water and a lot of flowing water so if there's no water there's not really going to be anywhere for the salmon to go and spawn and if they don't have nowhere to go and spawn then there's not going to be any eggs and there's not going to be fertilizer we go and then you end up having a species die out and no longer be there um and so this year was uh one of the first times that salmon has returned so you know this is due to efforts from 
ecological, you know, organizations, from researchers, from a lot of folks on the hand on on the ground, but also Mother Nature wanted to cooperate because there's a lot of rain up there in this past January. So, you know, there's not always doom and gloom, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to the earth. And so we just wanted to, you know, share that, share that thing about the salmon, because hey, it's a plentiful, it's a plentiful fish that is really good for people, good for the environment, good for bears, good for everybody. So it's always good when there's a food source that's returning back to habitat. Yeah, the bears need that food source when they fighting, y'all. Right, right, right. I would much rather would have, you know, a bunch of salmon in the river so the bears not desperately looking for me. And and I it goes all into survival. They will not be looking for me if they got some salmon up the river to preoccupy them. They'll be like, hey, we're good off that. I can just eat this salmon and be chill for a second and let Andre on his way because I got something to chew on right now. Otherwise, we're putting ourselves at risk going on all these hikes, going on all these camping trips. I'm just saying. I better make them bears better have some food source somewhere. <laughs> Coyotes, that right. all that. Got that right. Uh, one more piece of good news, though. Uh, one small crawl for turtle, one giant leap for turtle kind. As the Kemp Ridley turtles... It's the rarest sea turtle on the planet, hatched in Louisiana for the first time in 75 years. So for all of you at home using your reusable straws, uh, cutting up the little plastic on the soda containers, thanks for doing your part. Look, it's coming, it's coming back full circle. And also, it's been helpful that over the last five years, there hasn't been a gigantic oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. So, you Who would have thought? Hey. We're just, we're just, we're just a couple guys, you know what I'm saying? But I just feel like dumping millions of gallons of oil into a, a protected wildlife area probably, probably will help those odds a little bit, you know. Mother so. Nature, I, I apologize on behalf of uh, humans because, wow. Because like you was mentioning the oil spill in the water, then it, it triggered into my mind, like we lit the ocean on fire too. That was that was another. I think that my I don't know if that was in the Gulf of Mexico, but that was another, like, uh, oil rig and ocean rig or offshore rig, and yeah, it was the ocean was on fire, like that, and that's the nonsense that people accept on a daily basis. Like, oh yeah, you know, it's because you know it's oil, and they'll like make have make it have logic, but it's like, um, the ocean should not be on fire unless it's a volcano and even then like that's more like a, a crab or <laughs> oh my gosh see i was gonna make a salmon related food joke earlier i was like nah that's important taste. but you just caught this shit a crab oil. <laughs> <laughs> a lobster boil something like that nah it, it don't be on fire though it's like just really hot like it's definitely hot and you know but it's just not the same thing as a fire burning over time and it's burning off oil it's not like it's burning off like you know uh, it's the stuff that's in lava there's different stuff in lava but yeah i'm glad that sea turtles back because that because sea turtles really help the whole again the whole thing with the ecosystem what they eat how they fertilize different things throughout the ocean how they you know just really are a part of a process. And when you take out a, a part of that process, it just makes everything harder. You know what I'm saying? So 
Really glad we don't see turtles in rag. Shout out yeah. to the sea turtles. Shout out to the sea turtles, man. But yeah, the next thing, you know, on the list here, um, really want to talk about water, because right? I think, man, what water apartheid is, because, um, and if you don't know, y'all, there's uh, in Jackson, Mississippi, um, a city of 130,000 people with a large, large black population um is without potable drinking water and we are in the year 2022 last time i checked and when i say apartheid like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna just read the definition of apartheid because i, I want to make sure you know we all are on the same page about what i mean by that so Apartheid by Oxford, you know, Ox, good old Oxford. Gotta love Oxford. Is a policy or system of segregation or discrimination on grounds of race. So when you put the words water apartheid together, you start to see a chain of, you know, connections because we had the same situation in Flint with the lead in the water. And we've been knowing about this for years, slow movement. And then we have in Jackson now where the water is so contaminated that it's not safe to drink, it's not safe to bathe. And these are in primarily black areas. You're, you're, from, you're from LA. Could you imagine no. black water coming out of the mansions in Calabasas? Oh, absolutely not. Like, it would be fixed before it even became part of an issue. Like, it just wouldn't happen. It's just... And why, and why is that? And why is that? Why do you think, <laughs> why do you think it wouldn't happen in Calabasas? Um, I would say that there is a particular demographic, a uh, particular uh, group of interest that lives in Calabasas uh, that has some money and capitalism wants them to spend their money and use their money and because they have money they are more valuable to just how we allocate resources so when something right. like when something that could affect the quality of water there they don't want these good residents of calabasas to have their water affected by the environment because they quote-unquote matter more like would you like to know how much water Kim Kardashian's estate used? I'm I'm gonna just I'm gonna just I'm gonna just share, um, just so people are aware of how much water folks be using out there. Um, they got they got the they got the list here, so. So. By the utilities count, Kim Kardashian's two adjoining lots in Hidden Hills guzzled over 232,000 gallons of water. It's a lot of gallons. <laughs> Going over the allotment. So that's not the amount they used. That's the amount over the allotment that they were. 
I just want people to start rap, letting it letting it sizzle, let it sizzle. And why are we bringing up water apartheid on natural nonsense? Now, earlier we were talking about the salmon returning to the Bay Area. You don't think 232,000 gallons of water possibly would help with that? <laughs> I'm, I mean, because everybody keeps telling me to take a shorter shower, right? <laughs> people tell me, hey, people telling me, you know, oh, you know, have a dirty car, don't wash your car. Oh, Okay, okay, okay. 232,000 gallons over. And that's what's impacting all of these different regions of drought. There's a drought going on in Mexico, but the different companies there, uh, uh, name, your, name your company is like, nah, we need to keep using y'all water. Y'all can just, you know, die of thirst for all we know. And you won't be able to grow anything because you don't have water either. And also the animals in the environment that need this water won't get it either because we're siphoning it out. That's happening in Hawaii as well with the uh, the water supply being poisoned by the U.S. Navy. So water apartheid is such a distinct natural nonsense anomaly because it's literally what we're made most of. Yes, yeah. they starve us, right? They starve us. But you know what we can't go without bar none? Water. water. Yeah, we we literally we need it to survive. And one of the things that has stood out to me with uh, some of this water apartheid is specific with like Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, there was a time where they were like, oh, like, make sure you boil the water before you use it. And then when you look at the videos of the water, it's like boiling this is not going to do anything but make it hot. Yeah, and and yes, like you can you can go through and try to like you know, you know oh yeah, just boil it. And then there's a farmer in, I believe it was Idaho or Iowa. I can't remember exactly which state, but they went to their city because the similar thing was happening to their water. He brought a cup of the water that was coming out of their water source, and ask the council people to drink it because they said it was safe i love it <laughs> yeah if it's so safe like turn up i then. love it y'all it's safe to drink here you go i'll put some ice in it oh you won't you you don't think it's good enough to drink just just off the sight of the water <laughs> oh but you expect everyone else to just dive on in oh okay yeah and i think that's why I'm talking about this, because I feel like this is going to be the way of the world. Like water, it has always been, it always will be the prime source of how we do this life thing. Especially fresh water. So if, if we aren't in that mindset of like, yo, what is actually going on with this? Because it's not just impacting just you know all of these different people but it's impacting people that can directly be marginalized and has historically been marginalized they're not doing this in calabasas they letting kim kardashian get off an extra 23 232 000 gallons over excess yeah it's ridiculous like come on man and oh and, and but you but we're in california now <laughs> how didn't they just turn the water pipes off that's what's wild to me. Like, 
You got when they got to, when they got to twenty thousand gallons over, there wasn't a thought of like, hey, maybe we should just cut their water off since they don't know how to act, and then use that as like a deterrent of like, yo, you went over your allotment, so once you, every ten thousand, you got to check in with us. Seems like something our government probably should be doing, but we're here, you know. Let you but, let you shower for fifteen minutes tomorrow. Your landlord gonna be knocking on your door like, uh, this is a written warning to uh, limit your water usage meanwhile people got fountains and pools and golf courses <laughs> and it's all irrigated they got the sprinklers going every other day like and then the much. sprinklers right they got the sprinklers and they're not even water efficient it's spraying the sidewalk <laughs> for three hours like let's talk about it i, I since you i hate walking down the street and the sprinklers getting all sidewalk and street like yo is this an obstacle course your lawn is dead it's not getting any water you needed to do some things many moons ago before trying to water this grass bro you're watering soil right now uh, you're wasting everybody's time and there are some salmon that could have benefited from having this water in their natural water source it's killing me man it's nonsense. And people Listen. outwardly accept it because they're like, oh, well, it's natural. Like, there's drought sometimes. We are not in a it's, it's drought sometimes situation. When they had droughts back then, it was kind of like, oh, you know, it didn't rain as much this year. You know, we have these aqueducts and we have these systems that were built. This was back, like, you know, even before the Great Pyramids, where they built aqueducts in Africa and different, um, you know, global countries and places in the global south, where storing water was a natural aspect of existence, and there wasn't overconsumption. Um, you weren't allowed to just, I couldn't imagine being in an Aztec society, and it being allowed to just pour water on the ground at unlimited rates like what that doesn't even it's not growing anything nobody's drinking it nobody's bathing with it are you serious imagine explaining a slip and slide to the aztec nation <laughs> explain it to the inca what a, a water slide is a water park show soak cities <laughs> they were like y'all why is this bucket just filling with all this water to pour on these dirty kids, why is everybody in this river and none of them know how to grow no crops? Wild. But they tell us that we we don't go, and that simultaneously they pass in laws banning people from again checks notes collecting rainwater. Wait, what do y'all got going on? So. Kim Kardashian and them allowed to go 232,000 gallons over. Cool. And we can't collect our own rainwater? It's against the law? Whatever. The numbers don't be adding up. <laughs> that one plus what starfish plus sponge equals clam? Something like that. If like, you carry it too. And, and just what... uh, just real quick for context, I saw a statistic that said on average, a family of four 
would use 12,000 gallons of water a month for bathing, cooking, washing, recreation, and watering. 12,000 for a family of four. Whoa. A family of four? Yeah. So, like... <laughs> but you gotta think. That's 12,000 a month. Yeah. So, when you do that math, that's half of well it's almost half of the amount of excess that Kim Kardashian and them was yeah that's that, <laughs> like literally enough water to house multiple families of four and that would be okay you use that's why mansions and all that like I never aspired to have a mansion because why would I want that's a part of that too why isn't 16 people living here if you're going to have a mansion. Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel that for sure. I will say I for sure always grew up wanting a mansion. I feel like it's hard growing up in LA and you see the, the mansions in Hollywood Hills and not aspire for one of them one day. But now I have, now I have context of life, but I for sure, for sure had mansion dreams. I don't even want to lie to our listeners. <laughs> Hey, but it ain't nothing wrong with that. I think it's more about like again, if you're gonna get the mansion, you got all this money, you can act you don't have to do wasteful things with the water at this point. Like you can just buy something and make it water efficient. Like they had them at, at UCSD, like the showers had low flow, you know what I'm saying? They you know it it was annoying, but I feel like if you got a problem and you that many gallons over that's some stuff you should have in your crib you know what i'm saying yeah so but i just think like this all wraps around to this next point um there were some people on some podcast it came up on my tiktok feed some you know black folks obviously were you know twitch uh uh, what's it called they were uh, stitching it Mm -hmm. and this group of white folks was saying it's not natural to bathe in water. <laughs> now, this is kind of like, you know, kind of what we do with this pot, like natural nonsense. This is natural nonsense right here. Yes. <laughs> yes, there are microbes on your skin. And I would love uh, to bring Joy back on. Just be like, Yo, <laughs> can we explain to people the difference between a microbe and what it does and how it functions on the body and it being a beneficial microbe and hmm, we're living in a pandemic <laughs> and there's a deadly virus going around and that cost benefit analysis because yes, those microbes probably would be beneficial but to not bathe your child for months on end and then they said after a time they only bathe their kids if they wanted one wow all right wow i didn't know kids really had a choice like it's just wild like um when it comes to bathing because also i just think of it one if it's not natural it ain't natural well i guess it is natural to stink like that but it ain't it ain't good for you just to walk around stinking like that either like it's, it's not natural for us to all be in this room and you stay because you don't believe in taking baths 
Um, but the other thing I want to mention is there's so much that has evolved with just what types of chemicals our bodies are exposed to, whether it's the lack of ozone layers, whether it's oils that we're using, scents that we're using all in this world. So there's so much that our skin is in contact with on a day-to-day basis that yes, maybe 80,000 years ago, like maybe they wasn't bathing in a bathtub with the little exfoliator and the face scrub and whatnot. However, we have the technology now. We've had the scientific research. But even if that's the case, the good old bucket with the water heated up over the fire suffices as a bath. And the idea that you can go out into the world and experience the world and sidewalks, sidewalks are one of the most disgusting things ever. You touching door handles, you know, there's all these pollutants that coming out of cars and trucks and planes. And to actively not only not bathe, but then make it a, a, a thing where it's like bad to bathe, while simultaneously being in a super privileged space with your unnatural headphones, <laughs> your unnatural <laughs> laptop, your unnatural microphone, your un- all of these things you decided to not be natural on, your unnatural MacBook, your unnatural air conditioning, you're using all of these other things as parts of your nature, but we stopping it at bathing? People like picking and choosing, man. yeah it's just like they picking what's natural is real like they just posted it to tiktok on wi-fi like is it really that natural that we even saw that video that's what i'm saying (laughs) is it natural that we even heard these words from these random groups of people and this isn't an indictment of everybody but it's just like yes there are places where okay, they may be not bathing regularly, like maybe we're wasteful with water or using the 12,000 gallons. However, their diet, their environment, everything that's going on around that is conducive to their health. So should there be like a bug bite or there's something environmentally going on, there is a natural part of the communal aspect to their living if it's, you know, uh, saunas or if it's smokehouses or whatever it is where it's things that are being done environmentally by the community that are keeping away mosquitoes keeping away you know different bugs and spiders and things like that so I just think like to be in America of all places and be like yeah you know bathing isn't all what it's cut out to be <laughs> what and I'm happy that you brought up like the differences like with access and whatnot to water and clean water to bathe and whatnot. All that holding true. Another thing that I think is just annoying in instances like this is like, okay, it's not natural to bathe to you. <laughs> like every each to each person literally their own. Like you could do and live your life however you want. But it's when you overstep the boundary of like yeah, y'all shouldn't be doing this or this is the way it's supposed to be done. Then you're open to criticism because nah, it's, <laughs> we don't agree there, bro. Like, we just don't agree there. If There's you want a... if you want to just do it yourself, like, cool. But over here, it's a little different. Countries in the global south were bathing themselves for centuries and thousands of years before the colonizers came. 
And however you want to racially identify who colonizing cultures were, that is your cup of tea and that's your testament. We're not going to do that today. But it was a distinct demographic. <laughs> I just want to just wanna make that plain. Like when they came to uh, you know, the different countries in America, they was burning incense the whole time because they stank. <laughs> and they thought it was a ceremonial thing, like Christopher Columbus and them thinking a ceremonial, like, oh, they're doing this special thing for us. Y'all stank. <laughs> uh, that's, that's just funny. Y'all stank. So if you listen to this podcast and you stank, Go like the incense real quick. Like just do us all a solid real quick. Like like the and hey up. and hey, deodorant ain't natural. So some people, hey, they they not they not on the deodorant wave, but they bathe. Like it's just like you, there's some where where does this because you can't be using deodorant or not using deodorant, but we natural. Well, I'm not taking the bath, but we're gonna use that aluminum deodorant all the time. What are we? What are we talking about? So I wish them well. I wish them more baths, more <laughs> bathing, you know. Hey, even SpongeBob took a bath every now and then. Bruh, and he under the ocean. Squidward always got him a bath in. You know what I'm saying? It's just <laughs> in every every animal grooms themselves even like lions they lick themselves cats lick themselves dogs lick themselves it's gross but i'm just saying it's an act of like cleansing yourself and bathing that everyone does to just raw dog and not do nothing for months is wild no matter what species you are even hippos have little birds that be sitting on them and picking off parasites like this is a part of nature that something is there to cleanse. So I don't like when people try to make, oh, well, it's not natural to bathe. People weren't bathing for this. Yeah, and the life expectancy was like 22. <laughs> yeah, times have changed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> maybe we need to um, get with the times a little bit and bathe. And it's not about using all the harsh chemicals. I and mean, You can use natural soap. It's it's real simple. It's like why do we need to break down baby? You you <laughs> you have water. You have some type of cleansing agent, some type of soap, and you lather and you you cleanse. You 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 wash your legs, <laughs> every part of your body. I, I mean, I, I learned this very young. I don't know what I don't know what, and yes, yes. Them chemicals in the soap. Yes. Let's oh chemicals. People so mad at how unnatural chemicals are, but they're they're all made of all the same elements that everything else is. We are not that far away from a banana. <laughs> I'm just saying. I almost want to make that the title of that episode. We're not Damn, that far away from a banana. We're not. Percentage-wise, like I have more in common with a banana than I do some people. DNA. You know what I'm saying? Like our DNA. I'm just saying, especially like chimpanzees and stuff. We're like 0.4 percentage points off from a chimpanzee. People uh, gotta get real, man. <laughs> I feel you, but the fact that you just compared yourself to a banana, like I, like you are not incorrect. 
However, the non like cognitive science part of my brain, like that's just back home, like in LA <laughs> is dying at the fact that you talking about walking around here like a banana, peeling all. Peeling all, man. But it's the truth. Like we're not that far away from these things. So it's not, we don't have to be scared of chemicals. We don't have to be scared of different things with just understanding what on a larger scale is really causing harm. And I don't think it's bathing. Me personally. Maybe it's yeah. the 232,000 gallons from just Kim Kardashian house. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not bathing. I'm willing to go on a limb and say that. And even beyond that, like all the benefits and whatnot, I don't just feel good to take a nice bath or a nice shower at the end of the day. Mental for your mental health. I, I take a shower every time I come home from work. So the idea that somebody just not showering and come home from work is a wild to me. Like, you don't want to just wash off the day. You got to wash off the day. I don't feel like I can start the second part of my day till I wash off the first part. It's like, ugh, I mean, it sucked. Get, the, get that off me real quick. Man, you got to wash that frustration off. Emotionally, the steam, even for your senses, the steam is really good for every every part of yourself. Yeah, literally by the end of the shower, I'm like, you know what? I don't care about whatever this I was all stressed about. Like, it's problem when I get to work because right now it's me time. Shower signifies the beginning of me time for me. Mm-hmm. And hey, you can take a some people take baths. Some people just use the bucket, use the water. Like that, the point ain't the method; it's mm-hmm. the act. <laughs> it's the act. And I, yeah. I the questioning the, the oh, is it natural? Is it not natural? Like what? It's not natural to go to the movies. <laughs> it's not natural to drive. These are things that really are really like it is way you driving a car, but you're not going to bathe. Which one is really going to harm you first? Come you on. Give folks. A, you're giving the people too many uh, rhetorical questions to ponder. People are going to be sitting up at night like, dang, like, rather take a bath or drive to the movies. Like, what even is a movie? <laughs> um, but quick segue question Do you have more in common with a banana or a bean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the math of beans. I just know that we close to DNA Y. But then I would say a banana over a bean, obviously. Like, because I just can't be associated with beans that tough. Like, cool beans for our for our segment we got coming up, but not 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 beans. Just straight up canned beans with the the can opener top. Like, nah, bro. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't got that much. Uh yeah, uh, there's, there's someone with a plate of refried beans right now just shook at this part of the podcast like hey y'all, what y'all got a, y'all got a problem with people that eat beans and it's like it's like you had you gotta be there you know i, I feel like this larger combo but, <laughs> but <laughs> wow we're hilarious uh but to talk about the cool bean segment of this week uh, Black Beauty Near You. Uh, you can follow them on IG at Black Beauty Near You. Uh, this was started by a UC San Diego student uh, who recognized that UC San Diego is situated in La Jolla. If you wanted any type of black hair care or beauty products, you had to hit the freeway. You had to know somebody who could even take you to hit the freeway. 
Then you got to go to North Park, go to Beauty Supply Warehouse, drive all the way back to campus. You hit in traffic one of those ways, probably. You wasted a good hour and a half of your time. And then you got to find someone to do your hair, too. Like, that's doing too much. So uh, with Black Beauty near you, they brought Black Beauty Supplies, Black Hair Care Supplies to college campuses that uh, started at UC San Diego, branching out to other colleges and universities. And also, they're bringing a Black business flea market to UCSD pretty soon. And that's just dope as hell that we're at a place where it's about to be Black businesses just posted up on Sun God Lawn. Like, I love that. Yeah. And it's so important to to have that part of it, that experience because, you know, when you're devoid of just the simple, like, I just need some gel real quick, but they don't got none at all because there's just a no selection it just make it makes it hard to go to class and feel like you can go be confident and talk to your professor or go talk to you know somebody you need to talk to because like you don't even feel confident in how your appearance is and yeah people be saying it shallow yada 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 but we know that when you look good you feel good and you you act you, you act accordingly to that so really dope with black you was doing yeah because i definitely was one of those people who would all right, who needs to go to Beauty Supply Warehouse? Now I'm sitting outside the Beauty Supply for 30 minutes while they're shopping or whatnot. We shouldn't have to go through all that just for somebody to get a brush or a comb. Like, that's that's doing a lot. And especially, this is going to be the last UCSD shade of the podcast, maybe. But we got a whole salon on our campus that I feel is there just to spite Black students. <laughs> like, hey, we're not really going to service your kind here. They, they I, know, I know they will like try but i think it i think it just culturally there's a lot more to our hair that is intrinsic in a lot of other hair care processes like that just don't really because if you just look at any tv show that has a black person in it just look at how their hair is styled just ask yourself is this how black people really will want their hair to look we're looking at you, Zach from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> Bruh's lineup was out of this world. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I know back then they kind of just did it in a more natural way. They didn't, re- nah. <laughs> If y'all haven't seen what we're talking about, look up the Black Power Ranger from the original season of Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and leave us a voice memo with your thoughts. We're not going to spend the whole podcast roasting the Black Ranger because he's a legend. Like, yes. he, is, he is a legend, but I think it would still be funny to hear y'all's thoughts on his hair. <laughs> we got to end the podcast. He has to know. <laughs> but yeah, definitely can end it. Follow us on socials. We we on Twitter, we on TikTok, we on YouTube. Um, follow us, comment on the posts. Let us know what you think. Let us know your thoughts um, so we can interact with you. Yeah, leave us those voice memos and give us your takes. And we will catch y'all for episode 11.